From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, good morning. How are you? Welcome to Wednesday. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Ward to join us in a few minutes. Ryan, good morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you, Tom? I'm good. I'm good. Rocking and rolling, ready to go. Wednesday, hump day. Does it feel like Wednesday? It doesn't to me. It feels like... In fact, I was looking and thought maybe it was Tuesday. I don't but, know. This you know week, well, for me, this week's kind of gone by a little quicker than usual. So yeah, I mean, Monday was a strange day. Yeah, because our office was closed. We were here. Yes, but the office was closed, and so yeah, it was kind of a different day. And there's not a ton of activity going on this week. I mean, you could tell around town it's kind of a slow week. I think there's a lot of people that are well. We know all the schools are out, but I think a lot of people are off or. Or working limited hours, or you know, I think I think a lot of times too, like the days following Christmas is when people go on like their winter family trips. You know, with the kids still being out of school and everything, so that might be the case. Could be, yeah. Did you all ever do that when you were a kid? Uh, no. I mean, well, last year was the first time we ever went on any December vacation. We went on a cruise going into the new year, which was really really fun. But aside from that, most of our trips have been during the summer. Yeah. Uh. I, I never took a wait trying to think if we ever took a trip or did anything between not really because we've all I've always done, you know, a lot of most of my adult life I've been doing this and we were we were always busy. You know, last year this time we were in New Orleans getting ready for the uh for the sugar bowl. So, you know, I mean so anyway, uh you may be right. It may be it may be family vacations or, or you know, just a lot of continued gatherings. Uh, so, my little grandson came in yesterday. So w- w- I think we're going to do another Christmas, maybe tonight. Nice. Yeah, we thought about it last night, and I said, uh, no, they got here at like ten o'clock from Phoenix, and I said, good to see you. Good night. <laughs> I said, time to bed. Speaking of which, did you see any of the uh, college bowl games yesterday? There were how many yesterday? Four? There were four. I caught I caught the first quarter and a half of the Oklahoma State-Wisconsin game before I just couldn't keep my eyes open. What did you think of that game with two backup quarterbacks? Yeah, it, it showed. I think Garrett Rangel played okay for only making his third career start. Um, he was he – was curi- I was curious. He would make a really nice throw. Yeah. And, and then, then he would make one that you're yes. like, wow, where'd <laughs> yeah. that come from? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting game again. Ended up being pretty exciting. Finished there 24-17. For, again, first time they played each other. Mm-hmm. And both programs have been established for, what what do we say, over 120 years? Yeah. For, that was cool. Did you see the uh, – and a lot of it was tweeted out, but then I did see some video on it finally. Uh, the ceremony at the end of the game. What what Coach Fickle did, called the the current DC up on the stage to take you know to be a part of the trophy ceremony, uh you know and thanked him for for what he's done. I thought it was kind of a cool. That thing. is cool. 
because that guy's a was a Wisconsin Badger. I mean, you know, he played there, and then he uh, was an assistant there, and then he was a coordinator there, and now he's leaving there. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was kind of a, a, a nice touch to send him off. So, it was a good deal. Oklahoma State loses that game 24-17. Do, should we make a whole lot out of these bowl games, win, lose, or draw? I don't know. I think a lot of them, like I guess from a fan perspective, should just be for fun, You know, especially in cases like the Wisconsin-Oklahoma uh, State game where there's not too many starters on both sides of the ball. And it's how you use the game, I think. Yes. Uh I, I don't know. I just, I, I just for some of the bowl games, I just you know, and then there's others where Kansas, for example, taking on Arkansas in the in the uh, in Memphis. You know they're going to have their engine revving, and and so good for them. I mean, and it's an important game for them. But for Wisconsin, who has been in a million bowl games over the last 20 years. I mean, I, I don't know. I, and I realize they say, you know, if you're going to play, play to win. And I mean, you know, if you're going to go compete, compete to win. And I I get that aspect of it. But in the, in the big scheme of things, I'm not sure that that, you know, that the guaranteed rate bowl means a whole heck of a lot other than it was a, a win over a Big 12 program at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And it's I don't a- know. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it does depend on the team whether you know the amount of times they've appeared in a bowl game throughout their history or recent years, whatever the case may be. How and they're that, using and, that game, I mean, yeah, you know. and, it's it's unfortunate that some teams just go in there and be like, oh, you know, we don't really want to be here because you can see that in some performances. And well, it was, can you? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. yeah. And it, but you know, I guess it's just everyone perceives their bowl games differently, especially teams. You know, they've finish 500 not where they wanted to be and Mm -hmm. every team approaches each bowl game differently yeah now and i get that these the you know look the your motor's running for the playoffs uh this weekend in the uh in the in the two semifinal games but you know and, and if you're if you're building your program every opportunity counts every opportunity and that's kind of where i think Kansas is, and to a degree, Kansas State. You know, you, you, you've you jumped up to this New Year's Six situation. I guarantee you they're going to be jazzed to go. And, and and I know we all kind of disagree. I just don't think Alabama's going to be – look, I think they're – for them, I think it's it's playoffs or bust yeah, in, that's, in that's, Bama's situation. And well, still, the fact what, – what does it for me is the fact that Bryce Young – and Will Anderson, both likely top 10 draft picks in this upcoming draft. The fact that, you know, they know how high their status is going to be in this upcoming draft class, and they're still playing this bowl game, which is their last game of the year no matter what, playing for Coach Saban. I think I think they'll be jazzed. I think they'll be at full strength. Being at full strength, they'll be jazzed and having all those starters, but will they be as jazzed if they were in a semifinal? Absolutely not. But, no way. But I, I think, because that's what they're used to. I mean, they're yeah. – it's the first time in what? How many years they haven't been in well, the semifinal? For, look, it's a. I get it's a New Year's Six bowl game. Yes, but it's a step backwards in in their book. How can it not be? Yeah, just with the success they've had for the last few years under Coach Saban. I mean, they've it it like you said, it's national championship or bust. That's what it's mm-hmm. been for them. It is. Yeah. 
for their program. I mean, it's a um, it, it's an exhibition game. I mean, it really is. It's an end of the year exhibition game. There's no real meaning to it. It, it doesn't affect standings. Uh, you know, it really doesn't affect recruiting to to the a great degree. I mean, you know, there are some kids that are looking for next year, but you know, this class is pretty much put to bed. Uh, you know, so you're playing an exhibition game and to, to a, a great degree. And they're not accustomed to that. They're accustomed to trying to win this weekend to get to the finals. That's what they've been about over the last 10 years, you know. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. But we do know this. Kansas State will go in. Now, how they play, I don't know. You know, you there is a, there's such a thing as being too hyped up and, and, and too amped up and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you you can be that way. I mean, particularly when you're in an environment that you're not accustomed to being in. And, and this is a big game for them. It, it really is. Yeah, they'll be they'll be a lot more excited than Alabama is. No for question. Sure. No question. So how how does that affect? Them? I I don't know. We'll see. But for at the you know at the end of the day, for Mike Gundy and his group, they get back on a plane, they fly back to Stillwater, and they go to work, start working out, and getting ready for next year. I mean. And they would have done that if they'd have won the game. Yep. It's kind of, I guess, my point. So, all right. Uh, let's see. What else is going on this morning? On the show, on the show, we'll talk some Cowboys football with RJ Achua. Scott Drew will uh, will be with us this morning. Talk some Baylor basketball. And uh, Josh Neighbors will uh, talk some Big 12 football and basketball. That's kind of what we got for you on the program this morning. Uh, Baylor basketball. Speaking of Baylor basketball, they're in action tonight. Taking on Nichols. When did they drop the the state part of it? it used to be Nichols State. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, didn't Tarleton? Yeah, didn't tar- I mean, so it's kind of half and half at Tarleton, whether people say Tarleton or Tarleton State. I think nationally it's viewed as Tarleton. But yeah. If you talk to anyone locally, it's tar- it's TSU, Tarleton State. So, who knows? It could have been the same thing for Nichols. Maybe the locals say, still say Nichols State, and just nationally it's viewed as Nichols. So what? What's the purpose? Do you know you're you're I, an alum? I have no clue why why people would drop the state. I mean that's that's the official name, Tarleton State University. I don't know why people would drop Tarleton. But they just want to be the Tarleton Texans, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know why. I it's it's Tarleton State for me. TSU. All right, All right. there you. Go. Well, I'm just kind of curious. So yeah, there you go. Uh, but Baylor and Nichols tonight at the Ferrell Center final tune up. Before non-conference, uh, before conference play begins, conference play begins New Year's Eve Saturday with an afternoon game in Ames, Iowa against Iowa State. So Scott Drew's team will be uh, will be in action on Saturday, but th- they're going to play a non-con today, seven o'clock, six thirty broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas against Nichols. Now Nichols is kind of a it's it's an interesting team. They're six and six. Uh, they're 0-5 on the road. They're 0-1 in neutral site games. But they've taken care of all of their home games. I mean, it, they can't win on the road, and they, they, haven't, they can't lose at home. So, uh, But this is the uh, – I think this, if I'm not mistaken, this is defending Southland Conference champion. Correct. And a pretty good basketball team. Very, very good. This is not – you know, this you're not playing the Sisters of the Poor in your final tune-up game before conference play. You're playing a, you're playing a solid squad. And, and their record may not indicate it, but this is this is still a pretty good basketball. And they've lost to some really good teams on the road, haven't they, Ryan? I mean, when you take a look at their schedule, yeah, they they play they lost 
at Mississippi State only by two. Mm-hmm. That's an SEC school. They lost at Texas Tech by seven. Uh, a Tech team that's eight and two and played for a national championship a couple years ago. Yeah. So I mean they've played they played a tough schedule. This is a good basketball team. Very good. And, and make no mistake about it. Uh, th- this will this will be a game in which the Bears are challenged. They'll be challenged. They should be challenged tonight. And that you know what that may be good for them as they get ready to go on the road to open up conference play. I was just looking at the at the at the uh, basketballs. Everybody in the conference has at least eight wins, some as many as 11. Half of the conference is in the top 25. Unbelievable. And you wonder why this is the number one conference in America? There's your answer. Everybody's good. (laughs) Top to bottom. You know, and when you start looking at projection, I know we're two months away, but you start looking at – and that's obviously going to change as they start playing each other, particularly in this round-robin thing – where you start cannibalizing each other. But this is this is a tough, tough, tough league. And it's it's look, you look at the non conference schedule today, and the and the bottom feeder in this conference, I believe, is eight and four, with the top team in the league at eleven and one. I mean, eight to eleven and half the teams are in America's are in the AP top twenty five. It's a good league. Yeah, it's a great league. And it's been it's that the way. best league. It's been that way for a while, yeah. too. All right. Speaking of basketball, now, because Ward won't let us, we don't talk a whole lot of NBA. So, uh, <laughs> but I think we have to mention this. Last night, the Mavericks were trailing the Knicks by, I think, nine with, with 30-something seconds to go. With 33 seconds. And they came back and won the game in overtime. That's really not the story. The story is, what, 60, 21, and 10? 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists for Luka. The first triple-double in NBA history with 60 points and 20-plus boards. Really? Just unbelievable performance. Only the second 60-point triple-double of all time. The first time was uh, uh, James Harden back in 2018. So Luka produces half the points. Goodness. Stop and think about that for just a second. One guy by himself produces half of your team's winning points. He had 22 at halftime as well, so he scored 38 in the second half and in overtime. That's crazy. 60 points, 21 boards, 10 assists. Mavericks come from behind and uh, and win at 126-121. What a crazy, crazy Man. day uh, in the NBA for Luka Doncic. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And just the comeback itself, too, just to score nine points with 30 seconds, yeah. just to send it to overtime. <laughs> Who does that? That's if you're the Knicks, don't you just hold the ball, make them <laughs> foul you or something? Exactly. Anyway. All right. Uh, 7.15. We are off and running here this morning. We'll talk about the Cowboys in Tennessee. Quick turnaround. Cowboys play Thursday night, this Thursday night, and it's streaming video time for for the Cowboys. We'll talk about that coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a highly listened to program. Matt Mosley, asking the tough questions. Is Barry Gibb a BG? Aaron, are you with me? Matt Mosley, giving the hottest takes. I love a good heifer show, and I like a turkey and broiler show. 
I'll put a little pimento cheese on there, and that takes it to another level. The Matt Mosley Show. You guys might have recognized my voice there. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and We're Foundation Repair. We're probably not going to be able to do that last commercial on the air. No, I got in trouble. You are inappropriate. I didn't mean to. I know you're accidentally inappropriate. Well, it's, I was born this way. Yeah. Who's that girl that sings that? I have no idea. Okay, anyway. Y'all call us and remind me who sung that song, Born This Way. Born it. Anyway, uh, why are we here? To tell people that we would be happy to come give them a free inspection for foundation repair. But it's cold. Yes. So I have to be happy in the cold? No, you don't have Fix to. Fix it, Just call us. She'll make me show up. I wear my polar bear suit. 254-235-4922. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations, plus you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. It's happening now. The year-end inventory sale at Lone Star Structures. Prices have been slashed on in-stock storage sheds, greenhouses, kids' playhouses, chicken tractors, porch swings, picnic tables, and gliders. Conveniently shop their inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com or visit their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Ask about their rent-to-own options for select items. Lone Star Structures is family-owned and operated and has been building top-notch storage sheds since 1997. They have earned a solid reputation for good old-fashioned workmanship and professional service. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call Lone Star Structures today at 254-773-5400. Hurry in, sell in soon. Happy New Year from Game Time, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. So many chores and so little time. If you feel this way too, WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota tractors with the most popular implements and created ready-to-go Kubota packages for your convenience. Stop by any of our Kubota locations and take a test ride in our new affordable Kubota L3302. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new Kubota tractor package. Come by or visit us online at wctractor.com. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new porky pig tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. 
The Big Finish sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Save big this holiday season on Jeep models like the new 2023 two- or three-row Grand Cherokee Limited with total values up to $4,000 plus $5 bonus cash to first responders and no payments for 90 days. Jeep SUVs are known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. Hurry in, find the Jeep that fits your family, and wrap up some of the best deals of the year at Allen Samuels in Waco. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair. All right, 720, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. As we roll through this Wednesday, we're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Uh, we were talking a couple of minutes ago, guys, about the uh, Baylor basketball team. And, and Leon on the CNC Collision Center text line says, Good morning, guys. I keep hearing that Baylor is way overrated uh, and, and that they will get bumped out of, out in the first or second round. Why? Uh, first of all, I'm, why would – why would you say that they're overrated? I don't think that they're overrated. Do you, Ward? Do you, Ryan? I no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, no. they're not. I mean, they're not as highly rated as they have been. So started uh, out in the top is, ten. They yeah, they're number twelve in the country. Yeah, I think I mean, they're. And look, they've got players. I think they're the number twelve team. This is. They've got a. They've got a. They've. Look, this is a great shooting team. Uh, with, uh, you know, Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, the uh, terrific freshman, Keontae George. But I tell you what, I love watching him play. You know, Flo Thamba inside. And then they got the freshman that's coming along. And I, it, it's so hard to say his name. Ojuana, is that right, Josh Ojuana? Ojuana. Yeah. He's the, you know, that. And so they've got guys. And then they got some guys coming off the, you know, off the bench. Like a Jalen Bridges and and you know those type, of, they've got players. Dale Bonner, Bonner's a veteran guy, redshirt senior. Mm-hmm. So they they've got players, and and that's been kind of the the marquee of a Scott Drew team over the last several years. Anyway, is there's gonna be players on this roster? Well, there is, and look, there's a little bit of a learning curve with this team too. I mean, you lost. You know, a couple of guys to the NBA last year, so I mean, there's going to be changes year in and year out, especially in college basketball when you have so many players that can come in and just be, for lack of a better word, temporary. Uh, they're one and done and heading to the NBA, mm-hmm. and you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be a good team, you're gonna land some of those type of players, and so the revolving door is going to stay open, and it's going to take you a little bit of a season to to kind of get things patched back together and get them used to playing together and, and get that flow that you want to have. and That chemistry. That's kinda, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what's been going on for the Bears right now. I mean, they've won some big games, and, you know, they've they've come up short a couple times. Came up short against Virginia. Beat UCLA. UCLA's a good basketball team. Beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga's a good basketball team. Beat Gonzaga after getting punched in the mouth by Marquette. Mm-hmm. I mean, that well, was that little road trip, you know. That was – Gonzaga was first, Roquette. Uh, Marquette was after them. No, you're right. No, it was the other way yeah, around. Yeah, it was the other way around. I mean, they went on a little road trip. 
Yeah, Marquette beat them, and then yes, and then it came back, and, and they and that was the next game right after the Marquette mm-hmm. game, and they responded tremendously. I mean, so you know, and look, you're playing a very good Gonzaga team on a neutral site mm-hmm. uh, after being on the road four or five days. I, I think this is a good, you know, but again, where you finish in this league. First of all, I don't think it really matters where you finish in this league because this league is so good and so well-respected. If you're in the top four or five, you're, you're going to be taken care of in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you, you just are. I mean, this league is that well-respected when it comes to seeding, and it should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what you have in this league. Look how many, how many teams have won or played for a national championship over the last several years coming out of this conference. This is a good league, and this is the, and this is a good basketball team in a good league. And, and you know, look if you if you happen to win this league, boy, you've accomplished something. Now, you really, really have playing in this league in a round robin, unbelievably difficult, and puts you in a position. I think Ward that if you playing in this league, I don't think that there's much that you could see in postseason that you didn't see in this conference when it's when it comes to playing on the road and and playing quality opponents on the road and 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 you know in those type of situations this this league prepares you for what is to come in postseason play should yeah i mean if it all holds together the way we think it's going to which i don't see any reason why it shouldn't again i mean the big 12's been the best league in in the country for what Four years now? At least. And again, half of the teams in this conference today are ranked in the top 25. I mean, half of them. (laughs) And everybody's got at least, you know, as we pointed out, everybody's got at least eight wins. Some got 11, you know, in their non-conference schedule. Eight and four is the worst record in the conference. I mean, come on. And the best record's 11 and one. So there you go. Uh, all right, uh, football-wise, the Cowboys are back in action on a quick turn. They play Thursday. What happened to Sunday football? Cowboys play on Saturday. Now they're going to play on Thursday. Uh, Cowboys in Tennessee, second to the final game of the year. And uh, there's been some discussion with the, the Dallas media guys about the lack of sacks and the lack of pressure over the last few games. and. Mike McCarthy's pointed out, hang on a second now, we're, we're getting turnovers, and those turnovers equate to to sacks. It may maybe even better. Oh, obviously, you know, um, sack to stop a drive, you know, a, a, you know, a big play to stop a fourth down is, you know, really is the same as a takeaway. So, I mean, that's that's a big part of our personality on defense. Um, so, you know, it has been the last two years, and you know, and, and we just, you know, we need to keep working on the little things. And you know, our, our biggest, you know, focus real defensively is the new players that we got playing, and and just, you know, going back to the tyrant question, just you know, getting everybody on the same page and getting the cohesiveness where it needs to be. I think that's the most important thing. You you do have several guys that are playing that haven't been playing because of injury. That's one. And the other thing is, if you've noticed over the last two or three weeks, teams are not going to let Micah Parsons sack them. Micah Parsons isn't healthy. That's one of it. And the other thing is, quarterbacks are throwing the football just as soon as they catch it in the shotgun snap. They're getting the ball out of their hand 
and, and getting it down the field so so they can't so the pressure can't get to him. So he, they've altered how teams approach the Cowboys offensively with with those quick throws. And, and you're right. He's 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 got some nagging injuries, and, and this this defense is beat up. You've got several players, as you pointed out, Ryan. Yesterday, you got a, a, a couple of DBs that are done for the year. Yep, Anthony Brown, and Jordan Lewis, both done for the year. Sam Williams was out last week after that car accident, and mm-hmm. Van, Van Der Esch was out as well. And I haven't heard anything on Van Der Esch for for Thursday night. I was looking to see uh, yesterday on the injury report to see. You know, if if there's a possibility of him getting back, look, you're not practicing hard this week. This this is walkthrough. This is more skull. This is this is more film study uh, on on the quick turn. And, and this late in the year, I mean, so there's not going to be a lot of is is he is he physically able to play? And if so, how much will he play? And I'm I'm kind of curious about Van Der Esch. And I think Sam, uh, as you pointed out, Sam, we, we, he'll be back. I think yes. he's. I, th- he, I think he was back on Monday. Yeah, when we were looking at this press conference for Coach McCarthy yesterday, they said Sam Williams would be a full participant in yesterday's practice, so should be should be back this week. Bland in the secondary. I thought he played well, didn't you guys? 26? Yeah, he's all right. I mean, he's a backup for a reason, Yeah, but I thought he played well uh, Saturday in, in the win. He's got five interceptions. He was the Cowboys' fifth-round pick in this past year's draft. Mm-hmm. Rookie coming in, he's... Build that backup role really nicely, and just you know, not 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 in coverage. He still ha- takes his lumps being a rookie and everything, replacing you know some veterans like Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. But he's he's played well despite all that. Leighton Vanderich and Tony Pollard did not practice yesterday. I didn't know Tony Pollard was on the injured list. Yeah, he is. Got a thigh. Mm. Huh? Didn't everybody got something? Yeah, just it's, about. it's the seventeenth week of the season. Everybody's got something. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Cowboys in Tennessee, Thursday, 6 o'clock pregame, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Speaking of the Cowboys, we've got the Cowboy update, and uh, then we're coming right back with RJ Choi to continue our Cowboy conversation right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The pass rush has just one sack the past three games, and Michael Parsons gets a little prickly when asked about it. You'll hear his response right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services. 
without the labels. This afternoon, we're heading on the Cowboys team charter to Nashville for Thursday night football at the Tennessee Titans, where rookie quarterback Malik Willis is taking over for the injured Brian Tannehill, and Willis will be the target of the vaunted Cowboys pass rush, which has 49 sacks this year, but only one in the past three games combined. Michael Parsons leads the Cowboys with 13 sacks, but he was defensive yesterday when asked about the pass rush. People forget we're playing against the uh, league's best. We're not playing against major football players where we can just throw them out the way and sack the quarterback so fast. But, uh, you know, if anybody wants to take my job and step in my shoes, you're more than welcome. I'll hand it over and see how you do. Kickoff tomorrow night is 715 Central. That's today's Cowboys Report. I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Morrison Gifts Waco's gift store since 1979 has your gifts for all occasions and just because. They feature local Texan and American-made products like John Hart leather bags and accessories, grandmother's buttons, antique button jewelry, big old key rings, candles, and don't forget the bath and body and their baby collection. They make custom gift baskets and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. That's Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. A fourth quarter comeback fell short as Oklahoma State lost to Wisconsin 24-17 in the guaranteed rate bowl. Memphis topped Utah State 38-10 in the first responders bowl and East Carolina blasted Coastal Carolina 53-29 in the Birmingham Bowl. Four more bowl games on the schedule today. Duke and Central Florida meet in the Military Bowl. Kansas takes on Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. North Carolina tangles with Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. And Texas Tech meets Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. The Baylor basketball team is on the court at the Farrell Center tonight against Nichols. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 6.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're happy to have you with us on this uh, hump day Wednesday. we got football coming your way tomorrow night. Cowboys in Tennessee on a Thursday night edition of uh, Cowboy football, 6 o'clock for the pregame. And let's talk some Cowboy football as we say good morning to uh, R.J. Achua from ESPN San Antonio and Blog of the Boys. R.J., good morning. We appreciate your time. Any concern with this defense with all the injuries and and as many media members have pointed out, the, the lack of pressure put on uh, quarterbacks by the Cowboy defensive front? Uh, good morning. Great to be with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to be at the very least concerned or – 
uh, aware or willing to ask some questions. Um, you know, th- this is a Cowboys defense that uh, was ripping off multiple sacks a game. And so to not be able to do that, I mean, you've seen the consequences of that kind of lay itself out. I mean, you know, the Cowboys did generate four turnovers last week, but they didn't force any third down stops, didn't force any punts by the Eagles. And so, um, you know, th- there aren't a lot of times that you could play that way against a team that good and walk away with a win. Uh, but thankfully, the Cowboys had Dak Prescott as their set of things to bail them out. And the four turnovers. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's a big old deal. Um, but but still, I mean, the, the pressure situation um, has got to improve. I mean, that is, um, you, you've got to get home to the quarterback. That's where Micah Parsons has got to make a difference in the playoffs. Why is this offense so inconsistent? I would ask, how is it inconsistent? They're the number one scoring offense in the NFL since Dak Prescott got back. I mean, you know, I, I would say, as I say that, um, you know, they, they do have moments that are frustrating, right? Like they get down near the goal line near the end of the first half, they can't punch it in. They get down near the goal line near the end of the game, they can't punch it in. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to score points, and, and they're scoring them, you know, more often than anybody else. Um, and so uh, perfection is always a good thing, but, I mean, they, they had 12 possessions in the game. Two of them uh, were them, you know, taking some knees to end both halves. One was the pick six. So of the remaining nine, they scored on eight of them. I mean, they're they're one of the more efficient offenses in the NFL. Obviously, you want touchdowns all the time, and they, they had to split those four and four. Uh, but, but they can certainly put up uh, points with the best of them. And, and I think, you know, well, let me just ask it this way. With, with 11 picks since he's returned, any concern there, particularly the, the pick six, as you mentioned, that, it, it looked like it was thrown right at him. I mean, is there any concern about – sometimes Prescott getting a little erratic or forcing the football into tighter windows than what he probably should? I do think, um, you know, for lack of a, of a better way to put it, I do think that the Dak is maybe the victim of some bad luck. Um, but, but, you know, we spent an entire week having, you know, that kind of argument after the, the pick six that lost the Jacksonville game. Cause you know, I don't know anybody in, in a, in a clear and conscious mind that puts that one on him. And so you're sitting here saying, see, look, this ball was perfect, blah, blah. And then you're right. I mean, that, that one that he threw, you know, against Josh Sweat is, is one of the worst ways you can throw a pick six possible. I mean, it's, it's one of the laziest throws that an NFL quarterback can make. And so, you know, later in the game, he, he rips off a 52-yard bomb, you know, on third and 20, and you're like, where's that dude? I mean, why, why can't that guy be here the entire game? And, and so that is frustrating. I, I will say, you know, this, this kind of whoops-a-daisiness that we've seen from Dak, it's very uncharacteristic of him throughout his entire career. At some point, you know, this, this weird turnover stuff will regress to the mean, uh, but unfortunately that hasn't happened uh, for about, you know, seven weeks running. And so um, it, at this point it's, it's frustrating to say, but you kind of almost have to budget for, for one of those weird turnovers. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, thankfully the Cowboys offense has found a way to survive them every time. And I know they beat the Eagles, but the Eagles were beat up. And, and I, for me, it's tapped the brakes a little bit, but everybody's they're very excited for this Cowboy team, is this team built to win an NFC championship the way it is right now? I would say yes, and I would say, Ward, you know, put your foot down. Why are you tapping the brakes? I mean, you know, enjoy the coast. Um, I, I mean, I understand that, that Jalen Hurts was injured, and I understand that, that the Cowboys, excuse me, that the Eagles um, had a number of injuries. I mean, the Cowboys are, are dealing with technically, you know, their secondary option at right tackle in Tyron Smith. They still have a rookie, obviously, at left tackle. Uh, 
Um, the Cowboys, you know, are, are dealing with Dak Prescott coming back from a thumb injury. The Cowboys have lost their starting outside corner in Anthony Brown. They've lost their starting nickel corner in Jordan Lewis. They lost their starting middle linebacker in Leighton Vanderish. I mean, they're they're beat up as well. And so I, I don't know that they were given that much grace. Um, and so I'm fine if you if you don't want to look at what the Cowboys did defensively and, and be proud about it. I don't know why you would. I mean, again, they didn't force a single punt. Um, but but this is what the Eagles are. They are one of the very best defenses in the NFL. They have one of the best secondaries and best cornerback groups in the NFL. And the Cowboys just dominated them. And again, if, if you want to move goalposts, you you can note that they should have had even more of their way with them. You know, they they stalled out near the end of the the, the first half when Michael Gallup lost the ball in the sun. They stalled off. They stalled up. Excuse me. Um, at the end of the game, basically after the Sanders fumble, when they couldn't punch it in and they had to settle for a field goal to make it a six-point game, I mean they just completely dominated one of the very best defenses in the NFL. Dak Prescott, if, if you if you could only have one thing, if you have to play an NFL playoff game, and I can say, guys, you can pick one thing to be elite. The answer is always the quarterback. And on Saturday against the Eagles, Dak Prescott got no help from his defense against no punts as mentioned. He got no help from his run game whatsoever. He was sacked six times. His defense didn't sack Gardner Minshew once. And he put up 40 points in a winning effort. I mean, he, he is the, the straw that stirs the proverbial drink. And on Saturday, we were drinking pretty good. So, with and as Ward mentioned, look, they're going to win, what, 12, 13 games? And in all likelihood, they're still going to finish behind the Eagles. So that's going to put them on the road. And that's the challenge in my mind, uh, RJ, is that this team, to get where they want to go, and everybody wants to go to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to do it with three road games. That would mean five road games in a row with as you finish the season with two on the road in, in regular season play. That's that's tough to ask anybody. I agree with that, but I, I would offer that the next two are a little bit you know, not real. Um, you know, look, NFL games are real. You got to play NFL games. They're NFL players. It's NFL competition. But tomorrow, the Tennessee Titans have nothing to play for. And, and again, play for pride, whatever. But, I mean, as far as playoff standings, they have nothing to gain. The T Tennessee Titans have to win their matchup next Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They win, they're in as the division winners. They lose, they're out. And so if you're the Titans, I mean, you're going to sell out for, for this game against the Cowboys that offers you nothing? I mean, or are you going to rest Derrick Henry? You're going to rest the, the few healthy players that you have. Um, so the Cowboys are, you know, benefiting from that in some certain senses. Next week will be very interesting because, to your point, the, the Cowboys may have nothing to play for. Even if the Cowboys win tomorrow, if the Eagles win on Sunday, that locks Dallas in. I mean, so, so they may know, and, and we've seen them not take their foot off the gas in, in different seasons, especially, you know, last year with Mike McCarthy, they played to win in week 18. Um, but, but these are not, you know, true contested, everything is on the line road games for the Cowboys. And their first playoff game, I mean, look, you got to play three playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. And that's not an easy thing. This franchise definitely knows that. But you could, you know, outside of having the buy, you cannot pick a, a, a scenario that you would like more. That's not to say this is easy or it's definitely going to happen, but if you have to maximize your odds, you want to visit the NFC South winner, and the Cowboys are fortunate that that's ultimately what's going to end up happening to them. Elliott needs 171 yards to get to 1,000. Pollard needs 12 yards. The chance of them having two 1,000-yard rushers in the backfield is, is obtainable at the moment, uh, although Zeke has a little more work to do. He may be – running by himself this week anyway. So does does this offense need to run the ball more to be successful as we go through the playoffs and 
and understand that, hey, this is how we get to the passing game? I mean, I would say for the most part, you absolutely have to have that success, but but they didn't last week. And and again, I would not want to, if you play that game a, a thousand times, you, you probably don't win a lot of them, right? Where you're getting not no real pressure defensively, no sacks, you're getting attacked and, and you can't run the ball. I mean, you're asking Dak Prescott to be superhuman and it's just difficult to do that a thousand times in a row. Um, so yeah, I mean, they absolutely have to get the ground game going. They're fortunate that they won't face a, a front as good as Phillies, you know, every single week. Uh, but obviously it's the playoffs and, and every team in the playoffs is good to some degree, even the, the NFC South winner. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that is when they've been at their most sort of stable as an overall team um, that they've got to get going. And, and I think we're all willing to, to kind of chalk last week up to Philly. Um, I'm interested to see how, how much they play. I, I don't know if Tony Pollard plays this week just because of, of how unserious of a matchup it is, again, with regards to what you can and cannot clinch on your own. Um, that would bum me out as somebody who has shares of him in his fantasy championship game, but um, obviously I, I care most about what benefits the Cowboys. And so um, it, in some ways it is going to come down to Zeke and Tony Pollard, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Dak Prescott. And, and he showed the world on Saturday that he can, he can be the answer, whatever the case may be. We, uh, we, we saw the four takeaways on Sunday and I, in, in, in from, you know, or Saturday rather. And for me, if, if they don't get those four takeaways, they don't win the football game, period, paragraph. This, this team leads the league in, in takeaways with, with 30. Why are they so good at, at getting the football away from their opponent? It's a weird thing. Um, you know, the entire offseason, you know, I, I know I said, I know a lot of other people do, but I, I said a lot that, that turnovers were going to regress. They were going to have much fewer because – there are a hundred years of data to support that idea, right? You know, regression to the mean always comes for you because turnovers by nature are not something you can generally control, right? That there, there is some level or, or idea of luck associated with them. And I would posit that that happened last week. You know, the, the two fumbles, at least the two interceptions, I'm fully willing to give the Cowboys credit for Jaron curse and Jerron bland made incredible plays and obviously took the ball away. Um, and so, I, I mean, as far as how good or why they're so good, as, as how you know, considering how good they are, I would say they're aggressive, and and that burns them. I mean, like they're sort of you know Trayvon Diggs is kind of a microcosm of who they are as a defense. They are aggressive. They're going to attack. They're going to take chances, and sometimes that's going to work out. Sometimes it's not. They're also, it's okay to say, lucky. I mean, you know, how many times do do quarterbacks and running backs fumble handoffs like that? How many times does a running back as good as Miles Sanders fumble? I mean, and so you got to be lucky to have the, the ball put on the ground, and then you got to be lucky that, you know, it's oblong shaped and it bounces your way. It, it is okay to say that sometimes luck is smiling upon you. I know Cowboys fans feel like that doesn't happen to them, but um, they're very good, they're very lucky, and they're capable of marrying the two in a way that a lot of teams are. Cowboys get to the NFC Championship game. If they do, what? And don't say when. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I don't have a lot of hubris. I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. This season has been so unpredictable, and I've learned not to, to under or overestimate this group. And so um, if they get there, I mean, it's probably in San Francisco if they get there. Um, and so I, I think you know, they, they've got a chance. I mean, that's really kind of what, what I would say. They've got a chance, and – I think a lot of people would celebrate that uh, just because they haven't gotten there in so long. Um, then you'd have a lot of people say, like, this is so sad that this has become the standard now. I remember when I was growing up, we used to care about Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Um, they, they would have a chance. If you're one of the final four teams in the NFL, you have a chance to do it. I, I would ask you guys one quick question. Um, it's possible that the Packers sneak in as the seventh seed. 
Um, now, I know that we all have some, some feelings about this, but would you invite that? We, we talked about this on our live show last night. Would you invite the Packers as the seventh seed in the hopes that they would, they would probably play Minnesota in the wild card round and say they win, and then they'd go to Philly? Would you invite the Packers in for the purposes of serving as your mercenary to go beat the Eagles? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I even don't. Though even though you'd have to wind up hosting them in the NFC Championship you, you, game. That's that the key word, that. hosting, hosting. I, I, I put a lot of stock in playing in your own stadium. I do. It's interesting. Uh, I, mean, it's, I don't you know. know. It, it's, it, <laughs> I don't know if I want to face Aaron Rodgers. That's, I mean, he, he owns it. Here's that, what I don't want to face. Know. I don't want to face a, a healthy Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but in Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does not lose to the Cowboys, especially in the playoffs. I just, Am I wrong, I, just, I just answered your question. I don't want to face Jalen Hurts. In this. A team, yeah. As y'all pointed out just a minute ago, it, they did not punt in the football game. Did not punt. Without Hurts. Without him. With him? Ugh. I, I, I'm with you. I, I ultimately would invite that. Um, like, and I think you, know, you have some fans that are like, listen, if you guys are scared of who you know, to face <laughs> the playoffs. And like, here's the thing. I don't care. Like, do you think anybody remembers that the Eagles beat Case Keenum in the NFC Championship game? No. Like, the, the, the opponent doesn't make your ring smaller or the trophy shine less bright. You win the Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl. So I absolutely want the path of least resistance. And, I mean, I, I'm terrified of Aaron Rodgers. But I would rather face him in, in, at home, to your point, in the title game than go to Philly, even in the divisional round. I just, you know, I, I'm fine. Aaron, go do my dirty work. I'm totally – and what's interesting – um, and I know that we've gone a little bit long is the Packers might need the Cowboys help. Um, you know, the contingent on what happens this week, it is possible that to get in the Packers will need the Cowboys to beat the commanders next week. So if you're the Cowboys, you could literally influence this. You could literally say, all right, let's do it. Let's get, let's get Aaron in. Let's give him a shot because if they win the Packers in the first round, it's their trip to Philly, not yours. And that would be a – for me, that's a blessing. Uh, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, you don't, I don't think you want to go to Philly. No, you don't want to go who, play who, Philly. Who, who stands a better chance to beat the Eagles in Philly? The Packers, the Commanders, or the Lions? Those are the would-be Packers. options. In all Packers. Packers. Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. Packers. That's what I'm saying. Let, let them go. Let, let them go. go. Go let them fight it out. That's how I feel. I, I hear you. Hey, what do you got coming up on blogging the boys? Well, outside of creating hypotheticals that make you want to vomit, uh, we're, uh, we're just trying to survive the week. Um, obviously it's a quick turnaround. And so it was, it was a fun game against the Eagles, but now getting ready for the Titans game. Um, and then, you know, kind of assuming a Cowboys win, they're 10 point favorites. Um, and then just kind of, you know, lining people up here, here are all the possible scenarios because this week could break a number of different ones. If the Eagles clinch, if they don't watching the NFC South, the Cowboys likely play off upon it. So, uh, we're just keeping all the air, uh, the balls in the air. So nobody else has to juggle them. As always, RJ, it is a pleasure, man. Enjoyed uh, visiting with you and we'll do it again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Happy you, Happy New too. Year. RJ Choa from Blog of the Boys. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas, 750. We're right back for more in just a moment. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. And around the 11-yard line, Prescott under center. Only heard here. And on Elliott up the middle to the five. All season. Reaching for the goal line. Touchdown, Cowboys. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans. Live from Nissan Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Titans. Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. 
It's happening now. The year-end inventory sale at Lone Star Structures. Prices have been slashed on in-stock storage sheds, greenhouses, kids' playhouses, chicken tractors, porch swings, picnic tables, and gliders. Conveniently shop their inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com or visit their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Ask about their rent-to-own options for select items. Lone Star Structures is family-owned and operated and has been building top-notch storage sheds since 1997. They have earned a solid reputation for good old-fashioned workmanship and professional service. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call Lone Star Structures today at 254-773-5400. Hurry in, sell in soon. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the Foundation Doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the Foundation Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs> Happy New Year from the Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, everyone. Brian Reese here, general manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco, wanting to wish everyone a happy holiday season this year. December is New Bike Month as we close out an incredible record year here at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Come see me and purchase any brand-new 2022 model Harley and receive a $1,000 gift card to use as you please. Again, happy holidays from Harley-Davidson of Waco. Morrison Gifts Waco's gift store since 1979 has your gifts for all occasions and just because. They feature local Texan and American-made products like John Hart leather bags and accessories, grandmother's buttons, antique button jewelry, big old key rings, candles, and don't forget the bath and body and their baby collection. They make custom gift baskets and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. That's Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. A fourth quarter comeback fell short as Oklahoma State lost to Wisconsin 24-17 in the guaranteed rate bowl. Memphis topped Utah State 38-10 in the first responders bowl and East Carolina blasted Coastal Carolina 53-29 in the Birmingham Bowl. Four more bowl games on the schedule today. Duke and Central Florida meet in the Military Bowl. Kansas takes on Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. North Carolina tangles with Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. And Texas Tech meets Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. The Baylor basketball team is on the court at the Farrell Center tonight against Nichols. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 630. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. All right, 7.55. We're going to get to John Morris here in just a couple of minutes. And uh, John's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. Uh, but first, I wanted to point out a couple of things. Number one, did you guys see where J.J. Watt is going to retire after the uh, conclusion of this season? Sure did. What a, what a First of all, what a tremendous career. Unbelievable player. First-round Hall of Famer. There's no question in my mind. Anybody going to dispute that he's a first-round Hall of Famer? No. Nope. He's unbelievable. But you know what? He's probably a better person than he is player. I mean, look what he did for the city of Houston. I mean, stop and think about when the hurricane hit and, and what he did out of his own back pocket and as, as an ambassador for the city, how he stepped up and did just did unbelievable things for that community. And I know there's a lot of players uh, in the national football and, and in professional sports that, that have um, – that have helped out and done and done nice things, but man, oh man, when when the city of Houston needed a face to uh, to kind of turn to and a person to kind of turn to as the leader, uh, unofficial leader of that community, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, and whenever he, whenever that Hurricane Harvey hit in Houston, twenty seventeen, his foundation raised forty one point six million dollars. Hello, test. <laughs> that's that's a lot of dough to help to help people get back on their feet. Uh, and that's 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 what he did. So good for him. And Ward, the other one I got to point out before we get to to John is now it's done with with the with the addition of Nathan Uvalde. Oh Lord! Two years, thirty four million. This rotation is set. They've got all the they've got all the 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 you know all your everyday players. Your so what? Stop! There's nothing stopping this team from. Other than the Yankees, the Angels. Oh, they're not as good as them now. Mm-hmm. No, this this team, Astros. Who? The I mean, Astros. come on, come on. This guy's from Houston, so he understands it. He really is. He's he's from Houston, so uh, that's a good arm that they signed. Now he was injured a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was cooking like crazy until he he got nicked up in June, and then he was boy, the opening he went, day starter yeah. for Boston. Yeah, yep. then he and, went to the bullpen, and then he wasn't very good after that. Nope. Uh, but he was he still was six of three and in his career he's a five hundred pitcher. Mm, five hundred. Yeah, fits right in, doesn't he? <laughs> you wow. watch. This guy will go thirteen and two. You mean two and thirteen? Thirteen and two with an ERA just under three. He will. So they got three <laughs> quality no, starters. He won't. They got what, three quality starters now, right? Yeah. Jacob DeGrom, Andrew Heaney. Does that do anything for you, Ward? No. <laughs> you bought it? No, four, because we, 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 re- we, here we go. The Rangers, re- <laughs> boy, I get mad when I hear that, but the Rangers re-signed uh, Martin Perez. Martin Perez. Which was lightning in a bottle last year. And that guy's at the front of the rotation. He's he's probably your, your opening day starter. There's four guys. All you need is that fifth. Mm-hmm. And me and you can go be the fifth. No, we can't. You don't need us for two months. <laughs> this group is headed. I'm no, so excited. I'm so excited. 23 oh. WS, here we come. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
You got to believe. Is, what is in your coffee? Man, you, <laughs> you don't want to know. You got to believe. You got to have that excitement level, and you got to believe. Mm-hmm. I will say this in all seriousness. I would have signed him. I mean, his – I know he's coming off an injury, but his, his numbers are good enough. I, I – it's a good sighting. It, it, I I want to see how it all comes together. Well, I'm, I do I'm too. not a believer. There's a lot. I mean, that you know, you want to talk about having to wear name tags when you go to spring training in mm-hmm. February out in Surprise? <laughs> Hi, my name is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's what you do when you rebuild. And and you see what sticks and you see what comes together and you see what fits in your I think there's clubhouse. a lot more excitement for me just because of new manager and mm-hmm. they're making some moves instead of sitting on their thumbs like they've done for the past they're two years. They're trying. Yeah. They're so making an that, effort. That gives you a little more excitement. What, Dor- and, and I yeah. wasn't a fan of, you know, the previous manager, and, and I I don't know. I know you wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, now you've got a veteran guy who can lead and guide, knows how to get these He's guys He's got through. skins on the wall. But does he ever? Does he ever? And you've and you've you've improved the roster. There's no question you've improved the roster. I don't know. Surely this team can be above 500 or around that 500 mark. I, you know, which would for me would be a win. Yeah, but that's what you said last year. Well, that's what we were told last year. Is this that's <laughs> the goal of the team? Well, the goal they didn't quite achieve their goal. Anyway, seven fifty nine. <laughs> I, I'm still saying 2023 WS, here we come. Make your plans. You turn an Astros fan? No. Oh. No. Heck, they, the Rangers are going to win the West. Okay. You heard it here first. That's right. With this, and last. With, with, <laughs> with this rotation, it's done. 759, John's wow. got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's Cameron Check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball, number 12 in the nation, back in action tonight in the Farrell Center. We'll preview the Bears and the Nichols Colonels coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks this holiday season, then shop Alan Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. Say big during the Big Finish sales event this month on the new 2022 Chrysler 300 Touring L with total values up to $4,000 plus $500 bonus cash to first responders. Hurry in and wrap up some of the best deals of the year at Alan Samuels in Waco. 
kids can now join the Baylor Cub Club, the official kids club of Baylor Athletics, presented by Green Eye Associates. Fans 12 and under can register for the low cost of $25 and gain exclusive benefits and access to Baylor Athletic events. Members receive free admission to select events, exclusive giveaway access, and their own membership package. To register your Cub, please visit BaylorBears.com slash Cub Club. Registration closes December 7th, so sign up today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Welcome back. And with the Christmas break in the rearview mirror and the start of Big 12 conference play just three days away, Scott Drew and the 12th-ranked Baylor basketball team in action tonight on the floor in the Farrell Center. Baylor at 9-2 on the season, hosting the Nichols Colonels out of the Southland Conference tonight. Here is Coach Drew on getting the team back in short prep time after the Christmas break. We were really blessed. Got everybody back yesterday. Um, so, nah, knock on wood. Uh, tough because you're playing, uh, uh, you only have one day of practice, then today's practice has to be a little bit lighter because you're playing tomorrow. Um, so, uh, it's always challenging, but first and foremost, get everybody here. We did that, and then uh, had a good practice, have a good one today, and get ready for a tough Nichols team. The good thing is, each and every day, uh, our guys have to get better in practice because competition's really good. We have good uh, uh, upperclassmen leadership. They do a great job talking to the the, the young guys and new guys. And uh, uh, because of that, I mean, uh, uh, Keontae and Josh being two uh, uh, freshmen have really, really improved, especially on the defensive end, uh, made uh, great strides. And uh, that's part of why we've been successful. And uh, hopefully uh, they keep on that uh, uh projectile up because uh, it's it's impressive how far they've come and how much they've improved. Scott Drew and the Bears in action tonight versus Nichols in the Farrell Center on the air at 6.30, tip off at 7 here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight beginning at straight up 7 o'clock on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Then the Baylor man opened Big 12 play Saturday on the road in Ames against Iowa State. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from the Farrell Center and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas, Wednesday morning with Tom Ward. Ryan, we're glad you're with us, and we're joined now by Bears head coach Scott Drew. Coach, uh, first of all, good morning. We appreciate your time. Let's, let's dive into this. You got Nichols tonight. 
besides the obvious winning the basketball game, what are some of the things you're trying to get done in this, this final non-conference game? Well, I think uh, um, uh, each and every game you're trying to, uh, in the non-conference, just overall improve because it's a race uh, to see who can uh, uh, get their game the sharpest and most ready for Big 12 play. And uh, with that, um, for us, the last couple games, I think uh, starting from Marquette, uh, defense has been a big uh, a point emphasis, and we've improved with that. Uh, at the same time, now offensively, uh, I'm trying to cut down turnovers and then uh, continuing to try to improve our rebounding percentages offensively and defensively. And if you go into conference with a, with a sound defense, you take care of the basketball and you're rebounding, you got a great uh, a chance to uh, be in each and every game and put yourself in position to win. So uh, that's what we're uh, uh, trying to accomplish with Nichols. At the same time, uh, it is a tough game from the standpoint. Um, in the past, we've played teams that aren't as uh, competitive after Christmas break, and and it allows the guys to come back, have uh, two days of practice, play a game, maybe not be real sharp or crisp or 100%, but still win the game, get the rust off, and get ready for conference. Uh, Nichols is a team that's really been playing well, uh, especially recently. Um, uh, had Texas Tech down most of the game and lost in the last minute at their place, and we know how tough that is to play at. And then uh, uh, had a three-pointer to beat Mississippi State and a tip in to send it to overtime, and uh, uh, Mississippi State was undefeated uh, uh, up to that point and ranked in the top 25. So a real good test coming off of Christmas to help get us ready for conference this year. Their club's been, like a lot of clubs, they're very good at home but and have struggled a little bit on the road. Yeah, and uh, Nick Nichols plays a lot of guarantee games, which means they got to go to Power Five schools and play games, which aren't easy. And at the same time, they've they've won the league the last two years, so they're used to winning, used to uh, being uh, uh, very competitive. So uh, a team that has a lot of athleticism, a lot of good guard play. Um, they have three really good guards, and it's a real experienced team. No freshmen. Um, two two sophomores and most of their uh, uh, people that play are seniors, juniors, and graduates. As as you conclude your non conference schedule before you head into league play, can you can you see the the personality of this team starting to come together? Do you do you kind of get that feel for this club right now? Yeah, I think uh, 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 the non conference has really set us up to where um, we found areas we needed to improve. Uh, we have really coachable and uh, uh, great uh, guys that want to be great teammates, want to improve, want to represent Baylor University, want to give the community a lot to be proud of. So uh, they try really hard, and um, uh, you got two real quality wins with UCLA and uh, Gonzaga, and those will help us the rest of the year, and we don't have any bad losses. So um, it's a situation where uh, I think uh, we put ourselves in position to be successful in conference, as has every other Big 12 member. I, I saw uh, a tweet from Joe Lenardi that it was the uh, first time that they have have, have had every conference school projected in the NCAA tournament. And obviously that won't happen because once you get to conference play, there's going to be some teams that take losses and uh, that'll keep them out. But uh, that means everyone has done their job thus far. And, uh, because of that, there is no bad losses in conference and uh, gives our conference a great opportunity to have six or seven schools in the NCAA tournament again. You bring up the league, and I was I was looking this morning. Uh, 
everybody's got at least eight wins, some with 11. So everybody's kind of in that range right there. So everybody's having a terrific non-conference schedule. Five teams are in the top 25. I know this may sound silly, but can this league be better than it has been in the past? I think the floor is better than it's been in the past. And uh, uh, again, each and every year, you're like, I don't know how it can get tougher (laughs) because it is the number one ranked conference. And uh, why we've been the number one ranked conference, it's not because of two, three or four schools. It's because of uh, since 2002, 60%, six of the 10 schools have been to a final four. If you look at uh, the last three championships, uh, a different Big 12 school has been in that championship game and um, we're the only league that's ever done that. Uh, And if you look at uh, uh, seven out of the last nine years or six out of the last eight years, um, we've had the best RPI net rating. Uh, And when you're the top-ranked conference, uh, you get perks, and at the end of the year you get multiple teams in the NCAA tournament and you get seeded high. Talk a little bit. uh, I want to change gears a little bit. Talk about one of your veteran guides, uh, Flo Thamba, in his fifth year. Talk about what he brings to to your basketball team on the floor, on the bench, in the locker room. Just just who is Flo Thamba? I think uh, um, Flo is somebody that uh, uh, quiet, reserved. When you get a chance to to know him, um, it just has a, a, a an inner strength, quiet presence about him that uh, kind of like a security blanket. Uh, for kids growing up. I mean, uh, he does all the little things that equal winning. Um, spiritually, he's really deep. He's uh, already graduated. He's a great student. He's going to be really successful. Um, uh, real quality young man and somebody that uh, uh, you love coaching and, and having on your team. He's uh, on the floor. He's about four and a half a game and, and five boards a game. He's given you a little over 22 minutes a contest. W- would you like a few more minutes out of flow or, or is this kind of where he fits into, into the rotation? Well, I think some of it depends on uh, foul trouble. Some of it depends on the uh, pace of the game. And then the other thing is why we've been successful is because we've had a starting rotation. Um, the last three out of five years, we've had the six man of the year. Uh, and, and you can argue we've had uh, eight starters or nine starters every year. And you need that because nowadays with uh, uh, all the medical advances with COVID and everything, you miss a lot of, you you miss players a lot more because you're able to diagnose uh, injuries. And uh, uh, um, if you don't have that depth, uh, you're in trouble. And what I mean by that is just uh, uh, back in the day, you never used to x-ray everything and MRI everything. And it's great because you find out uh, what injuries there are and get people well and what sicknesses there are, but it does lead to having more people miss games and you have to have with, with COVID strep, uh, uh, the flu and everything else going around. You better have uh, people that are there ready to play. And uh, we're blessed to have that. So uh, when Flo is out, he's, uh, Josh has been able to develop. Um, Zach's been uh, able to develop. Uh, Caleb Loner at the five. So uh, I think that's really critical and real important. And at the same time, Flo does a lot of things that don't show up in the stat sheet. Uh, plus, minus, screen assist, um, uh, tremendous uh, ball mover. Um, hockey assists don't show up in the stat sheet, but uh, we all know the importance of that. So, again, uh, and, and he's, he's, he's really improved his free throw shooting. He hadn't gotten to the line very much in the last couple games to show that. But uh, in practice, uh, 
Uh, he's, he's changed his form and really uh, improved his consistency. So I think going forward, that's going to be uh, really impactful and helpful for us as well. Coach, final thought for you here. I know you, you get asked a lot about it, but listeners want to know, how is uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua progressing? How's he, how's he doing? Well, he's uh, uh, always working, always rehabbing. Um, Dave and Charlie have done a phenomenal job with him. Um, the only uh, uh, issue that comes up with uh, uh, Jonathan is he's a perfectionist. And he wants everything today, and as we know, uh, it's a long, long process, but he's doing great. And uh, um, each and every day, uh, he's able to do a little bit more and his endurance uh, uh, picks up a little more. There is no timetable for him from the standpoint. Uh, 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 that's something that uh, Dave and the doctors uh, will let us know. But uh, uh, he's way, way ahead of schedule, I can tell you that. And that's really exciting. Um, and it's great uh, uh, every day seeing him. Uh, it's a lot better seeing him now than, than after he came back from the injury on the crutches and everything. And, I think it was the third day after his injury, shooting uh, on a chair, uh, a one foot out in front of the rim. And uh, he's just one of those special young men that works unbelievably hard. Coach, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. And uh, we, uh, we appreciate you being with us this morning. Well, thank you, Baylor fans. And uh, we got exciting Big 12 coming up. Uh, um, and we need you. You know, it takes a team to win. You can watch a game or you can affect it. Uh, last full season in the Farrell Center, and uh, so far, so good. So great job. Um, let's keep it rolling. Appreciate you. Hopefully everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I love that. You can, you can see a game or you can affect a game. And so, look, yeah, it's, it's tonight against Nichols. And then they're on the road uh, in Ames, Iowa, to take on uh, Iowa State on New Year's Eve to open up. Big 12 conference play. That is uh, Scott Drew. We appreciate his time as always this morning. Uh, 816, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels and brought to you in part by Advanced Foundation Repair. If you don't get anything out of this commercial, get this. Fixitjimmy.com. That's fixitjimmy.com. Look, when it comes to your home's foundation, Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair has been lifting homes for over 120 years. Trust your foundation to the most experienced company in Texas. And, and look, they're going to come out and they're uh, they're going to they're going to check out your foundation and they're going to show you where where your home is uh, within building tolerance or with uh, or may need some or may need some work. Explain more precisely where any work should begin and end. Match real-time measurements to the physical evidence of movement in your home facilitate good communication and expectations for the work that will be done. No surprises. And then when, when, when the inspection is done, it's simple. Their, uh, their, their technician is going to sit down and explain the process and type of repairs that will best match your home's needs. That, that's what you get when you, when you work with advanced foundation repair. And again, if you got questions or you got, you, maybe you just want to see more, learn more, it's fixitjimmy.com. That's fixitjimmy.com. Advanced Foundation Repair. Baylor Bear Basketball. All season long. Here on the home of the Bears. Baylor Basketball back in action Wednesday, December 28th in the Farrell Center hosting Nichols. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off on Wednesday, December 28th. This is the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The season of savings is here at Mission Golf Cars with savings up to $1,000 on our remaining 2022 inventory. That's up to $1,000 off the industry-leading EasyGo RXV golf cart, up to $1,000 off the stylish EasyGo Express Cruisers, or save up to $1,000 on the Cushman line of work-ready vehicles for the farm and ranch. Save big on the perfect gift this holiday season, and remember at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Restrictions apply. Shop in store at a Waco location or online at missiongolfcars.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment. They're on it, whatever it is. Morrison Gifts Waco's gift store since 1979 has your gifts for all occasions and just because. They feature local Texan and American-made products like John Hart leather bags and accessories, grandmother's buttons, antique button jewelry, big old key rings, candles, and don't forget the bath and body and their baby collection. They make custom gift baskets and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. That's Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for industrial, commercial, and residential projects in the Central Texas area. Your home or business will be in good hands with BP Services, whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or when your power goes out. Their electricians will promptly and safely help with the installation of motion sensors, recessed lighting, LED above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors, outdoor generators, outdoor lighting, custom lighting designs, electrical panel up rates and circuit breaker replacements. Call BP Services today for a free estimate within 24 hours. And if you agree to the estimate, 15% off your bill. 254-292-8908. Call BP Services when electricity is on your list. Call BP Services your needs. I priority. 292-8908. Your need is I priority. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. All right, 822, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Thanks so much for making us a part of your uh, your Wednesday. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good morning. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> Every day begins with a giggle. She's happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, then say I'm happy to be here. Don't start giggling like I just told a joke. Well, I'm just waiting for the bomb to drop on me. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see what's going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> well, I'm waiting to see what's... what's Coming what's, out of my mouth. What sort of sport you're going to discuss. Okay, so we're coming into the new year, right? And everyone makes these New Year's resolutions. And usually it has to do with, oh, I'm going to eat right... I'm going to exercise. So since I did. Um, I'm going to give up snow skiing. Oh, right. <laughs> that should be easy for you. Yeah. It's my resolution. <laughs> so, you know, I've asked this question to you guys over and over. The National Hot Dog Eating Contest, is it really a sport? Yes. Okay. We, we answered that yesterday. Okay. So as I'm on the Googles yesterday, get this. <laughs> Seriously. All these people I'm going to name, they have participated in the hot dog contest, right? That's on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Well, they enter into all these others. So Matthew- They are professional eaters. I know. God, what a great gig. <laughs> you should join well, that. he just lit up, didn't he? Well, I'm telling yeah, you. you like a Christmas tree I over know. there. Put me on the circuit, brother. <laughs> now, it has to be something that's good, though. I'm just not going to say. Well, I'm not going to enter a spinach eating contest. Okay. Or a cheese contest. We no, know that. No, no, But, okay. I mean, if, you know, you want to do, you know, some tacos or okay. <laughs> burgers? Okay. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Matthew Megatoad Stoney, who won the Nathan's Hot Dog Competition, he also won a Twinkies competition. He, what a great gig! He Twinkies? ate Twinkies. Twinkies. No. Yes, a hundred and twenty Twinkies in six minutes. Oh, that's like I'm, eating a sponge. It's <laughs> gross. Have you ever had a deep fried Twinkie? Yes, I've tasted it. They are terrific. No, oh, no, they're not. Gross. Yes. Have, have you gross. seen what Matt Stoney looks like? Um, he is a twig. Yeah, he's about yes. that big around. Yes, he's little, little, little. Yeah. Okay, he also. Uh huh. Ate 25 McDonald's Big Macs in 22 minutes. Wow. (laughs) That is smoking right there. Okay, here we go. Joey Jaws Chestnut, remember him? Oh, yeah. Okay. 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. Cool hand Luke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And he also did 13.76 pounds of pork rib meat in 12 minutes. How many pounds? 13.76. 13.76. Ooh. And I'm not sure how so much. So that's look ribs? How, look how skinny he is. Rib meat. Yeah. Well, he's eating ribs. Yeah. So I don't know how many ribs that is in 13 pounds. It's quite a few. I mean, is that like a pig? Like a whole no, pig? No, that's like more than one pig. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of meat. Okay. You ready for this one? Do you remember Patrick Deep Dish Bertoletti? Let me guess. He ate pizza. 42 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in 10 minutes. I got that. Oh, my god! Pizza. 42? 42 <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Notice they're not eating, you know, broccoli sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> he Pe- also did, Ward, eat pizza, 47 slices of 16-inch pizza in 10 minutes. That's a oh. lot of heartburn coming your way. Oh. <laughs> That's like a Saturday night at Tom's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. 47. Do you remember oh. Eric Badlin's Booker? No. no. Me neither. But he ate two pounds of chocolate candy bars in six minutes. Whoa. You, 
That's you. Yeah, that's me. That's you. <laughs> and then Sonia the Black Widow Thomas. Oh. 250 tater tots in five minutes. Man, I wonder if she dipped. Uh huh. I wonder if she dipped them in ketchup. You know what? No, ranch. 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 Yeah, go to Wings Pizza and Things. Put in the oh, ranch I love with the tater tots. Wings Pizza and oh Things. Gosh. Oh, their tater tots with ranch. Oh, that sounds amazing. That's, you know, if I finish third or fourth, 250 of them. <laughs> okay. If you finish third or fourth, what a great job. <laughs> <laughs> she also ate 44 lobsters, totaling 11.3 pounds of lobster meat in 12 minutes. Oh, no, my God. Thank you. You don't like lobster? No. You don't like seafood? You like uh, shrimp? No, not really. I mean, I. Tolerated, but it's not my go-to. Well, okay. Here's the other one. Mike Sudo, 61 tamales in 12 minutes. 61 tamales. Man, I bet he was in the bathroom the rest of the day. Wow. (laughs) That a girl. (laughs) And then I'm I'm probably going to screw this up, but Takiru to Tsunami, 337 buffalo wings in 30 minutes. That's he, a lot. That's a lot. And here, <laughs> how, how went, many? Three hundred and thirty-seven. Oh my gosh! I wonder if they were like habanero flavor or mild. Let me tell you what we used to do. Boy, here. if you, I know, if you had to go over the hot, hot ones. Oh man! No way. They have to be just. They, they'd have to be mild. You'd they? have to drink a lot of milk because <laughs> milk's supposed to help that burn mm-hmm. sensation. You know, uh, we we used to do. Gee, there's a great idea. Eat three hundred and thirty. Hot wings and then pour milk on top of that. We had so much fun. We we used to do a wing eating contest a couple of days prior to Super Bowl. And we called it, you know, the, the I forget what we called it, but it, it, we would give you 16 minutes and 60 seconds. Get it? 16, 60. Got it. 16, 17 60. minutes to see how many wings you could eat. Uh, you signed a waiver and all that kind of stuff. And then Ooh. we would take out a, a, an insurance policy. I mean, we did. Uh, to, you know, and then we, we would have it at different locations and, and they would see how many wings they could eat and we had all these prizes and all that kind of stuff it was fun it was and you when's the super bowl this year february what come on first or second week in february i can't remember but i'm telling you it was it was a good time uh you know try to do that wing wing eating contest with one of our one of our fine our fine text line listeners (laughs) (laughs) but i mean we would we would have i don't know 15 20 people in oh you know and we would just sit there and we'd have all of these wings in 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 styrofoam containers. And as you finished the container, then we had people that would just until the until the time was up. And then we we count the bones. Count the and bones. That's what you. That's what they're called. You count Did you, the bones. Th- were they all one flavor though? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. So we, we just a simple wing. We didn't flavor them with anything. Because that would be hard hard for some people if you had like that really no, hot hot. No, sauce. Yeah, we had all these basic rules and. Oh, it was great. We we did it at a car lot one year. The first couple of years we did it at a car lot. Wow. And then we'd have the wing company bring the wings in and we did it we did it in the parking lot of a of a of, of car lot and you, you pray that it didn't rain. <laughs> That's funny. February twelfth, Steph. February twelfth. There 12th. you go. Okay. Let me see what I can do for that. Now I got two more for you. The great wing bowl. There you <laughs> go. Eric Badlands Booker. Yeah. For, Forty nine glazed donuts. In seven minutes. Oh. Seven? Oh, my. <laughs> I could go with the 49, but it's going to take me longer oh than seven. Oh, gosh. That's a whole bunch of Did sugar. It have, was it like an eclair that had the little no, filling in glaze. it? Oh, yeah. There you go. Just glaze. Oh, and glaze. then the best one, back to Takiri to Tsunami, 
57 cow brains in 15 minutes. Stop it. <laughs> I wonder if oh. they were cooked. Doesn't matter. Oh. Doesn't. Yeah, exactly. That's, What's it matter? That's 17.7 pounds of cow brains. That's oh. a lot of cows to be killing. Right? Or is one brain weigh seven? I mean, no, because if there's 57 cow brains, that means there's 57 cows. You're the one that went to the Googles. That, there you go. <laughs> All right, Gee, Steph. Welcome to the party, Steph. <laughs> okay, there you go. Thanks, Steph. You're welcome. Have a good day, Steph. All right. Brains, sell something. You had in with brains? Yeah. Brains, cow brains. I mean, you know, if you'd have wrapped it up there with the donut thing, we'd have been good. I just had to throw that out but there. But you had to, yeah, you had I to go. I just had there. to. All right, All right thanks. Bye. Have a good day. We'll see you. Coming up next, Josh Neighbors talks Big 12. We do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by WFAA TV Channel H, Joe Trahan. It feels to me that there are certainly times when Keller just gets too cute. We have seen this offense at its best when they are mixing in Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, Zeke's hitting them right in the mouth, Pollard's hitting them on the perimeter, and then Dak mixes in play action passing and when you get away from the formula that we have seen has been so successful this offense goes the wrong way game time weekdays at 7 a.m on espn central texas i'm amy hunter president of jeff hunter toyota with our state-of-the-art service and body shop there's no need to go anywhere else our factory trained technicians will take great care of you i guarantee it jeff hunter toyota toyota quality waco values does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The season of savings is here at Mission Golf Cars with savings up to $1,000 on our remaining 2022 inventory. That's up to $1,000 off the industry-leading EasyGo RXV golf cart, up to $1,000 off the stylish EasyGo Express Cruisers, or save up to $1,000 on the Cushman line of work-ready vehicles for the farm and ranch. Save big on the perfect gift this holiday season, and remember at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Restrictions apply. Shop in store at a Waco location or online at missiongolfcars.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Lone Star Structures. Don't miss the year-end inventory reduction sale going on now at Lone Star Structures in Lot and Temple. 
A fourth quarter comeback fell short as Oklahoma State lost to Wisconsin 24-17 in the guaranteed rate bowl. Memphis topped Utah State 38-10 in the first responders bowl and East Carolina blasted Coastal Carolina 53-29 in the Birmingham Bowl. Four more bowl games on the schedule today. Duke and Central Florida meet in the Military Bowl. Kansas takes on Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. North Carolina tangles with Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. And Texas Tech meets Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. The Baylor basketball team is on the court at the Farrell Center tonight against Nichols. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 6.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-five. Welcome back. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. I'm still thinking about all that food, the uh, food eating contest that Stephanie was talking about earlier. Anyway, eight thirty-five. We welcome you back into the program. Let's talk some Big Twelve sports from the uh, Locked On Big Twelve podcast. We say good morning to Josh Neighbors. Josh, w- we were talking about it a couple of days ago, and and I'll ask you: Does TCU carry the flag for the Big Twelve in this in this semifinal matchup on Saturday? Yeah, I think they carry the flag for the the new Big 12, right? Especially because they are the first non-Oklahoma Big 12 team to make the, you know, to make the college football playoff. Now, the good news is Cincinnati made it before, right? But their their situation was different because they were an AAC school. They almost had to put in two years of work to make it there. So I think they carried the banner more for schools that, you know, the, the lower level schools. And now we know we're going to get an expanded 12 team playoff. Um, you know, we know that a conference that's outside the power five is going to have a team in the college ball playoff every single year. So I, I think TC, yeah, especially does carry the banner um, this year. And, and I think it's a significant game because this is one of the matchups where it feels like that fourth team does actually have a chance to win, right? It does feel like that this TCU group uh, has a really difficult task ahead of them with Michigan, but this is a, a winnable game from that standpoint, especially when you consider how TCU exclusively plays games that are pretty close, it felt like, towards the end of the year. They have a great shot at winning it. And, yeah, I think they're carrying the banner for all the Big 12 schools right now, kind of the, the remaining eight schools uh, that aren't OU in Texas. Speaking of that banner, Big 12 0-2 in bowl games so far. A couple of games today. Can they get off the mat, or is there a possibility that Big Twelve goes over this season in bowl start, in bowl games? Yeah, I don't think they're going to go over. I think the challenge for them is, you know, these matchups have not been great for them. And, and think about like think about last night's game. I mean, there's a lot of guys that we are not used to seeing play last night who were playing a lot. Now I know Wisconsin that too, but still, like Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi were playing, you know, for Wisconsin. So the guys we're used to Garrett Rangel has not played a whole lot this year. And he was out there playing last night at quarterback. And then obviously Ollie Gordon, you know, newer at running back there at Oklahoma state. So, um, you know, this, it, it's a lot of it's situational. And, uh, I was actually pretty impressed with how Oklahoma state stayed in that game last night, despite everything that they've been through right now. And, and what they're going through with guys, the transfer portal and trying to bring new guys in and maybe some of the coaching changes. We'll see. But, um, yeah, the Big 12 teams, I mean, like, they're, they've been underdogs in three of the four games, right? Oklahoma State underdog last night, KU an underdog today, Texas Tech an underdog today, 
OU an underdog tomorrow. Texas is just a three-point favorite. Bama is a favorite, and, T- and TCU is an underdog. So, you know, the only the only Big 12 game right now, the only two Big 12 games where the Big 12 team has been favored, I think Baylor was favored and then Texas. So out of the eight bowl games that we're going to see, I mean, they're dogs in six of them. Now, I need to flip a few of those around, but these, these are tough matchups, especially consider situationally where the Big 12 is in some of them. I'm going to take you back to the college football playoff. Does uh, does TCU win, and and does Ohio State stay on the football field with Georgia? And is it Georgia and TCU? Is it Georgia and Michigan? What's what's your championship look like? My championship right now is going to be Georgia and Michigan. I'll go, I'll go TCU game first. Uh, I'm kind of feeling a TCU loss, 31-23, somewhere in that range. Here's why. I, I think Michigan is just way too good up front. And with, with TCU's three-man front, you know, it's going to be a little bit difficult. They're going to have to commit some more guys than just those three to go and, and, and you know, be able to stop the run because we even see it you know, when Corum was out. I mean, Edwards, honestly, he's had, you know, less than half the carries that Corum has. But he has been just as effective this year as Corum. He's actually a more efficient runner. Um, that, that happens. We have less carries, but he's an explosive back who hits a home run plays like we saw in the uh, in the game against Ohio State. So I think TCU up front, they're going to be playing the game of their lives uh, for them to you know, to be in this game, to win this game, and that's tough to do against a front like Michigan, especially a front that's going to have you know a base a, a full month off. And so I, I think TCU can generate some offense, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough and especially if Michigan can get ahead, maintain the lead, um, and and run the football effectively, kind of try to choke the life out of the game. I, I like their chances to get the job done. Now, Ohio State can, can stay on the same field as Georgia, but I'll, I'll go back to this. Over the course of the last year, last two years, every single time Georgia has kind of needed to remind us who they were or win a game, they have. Alabama game last year, the SEC title game, they didn't need that, right? And then we go ahead and we go to the Georgia-Michigan game. They absolutely steamroll Michigan. They go on to beat Alabama in the championship game. This year, there was a lot of talk about them in Tennessee and, and, and you know how close that would be. That game, the score was a lot closer than that one was. It was pretty dominant performance by Georgia. And then, uh, you know, a couple weird games in there, right? The Kentucky game wasn't super impressive. The Georgia Tech game was weird at times. The Missouri game wasn't that impressive. And then at the end of the year, LSU, they put their foot down and they stumped all over LSU in that game. So whenever Georgia needs to step it up and get rolling, they do. And here's what I'll say. Ohio State, they sound like a team that is trying to convince themselves that they belong in this game. We saw C.J. Stroud say it yesterday. But I think because they didn't play the Big Ten championship game, this is a team that needs to convince themselves that they belong. Georgia knows they belong on that field with everybody in college football. It's a matter of if the other team belongs with them on the same field. So, uh, you know, I think at this point it feels – I feel pretty good about Georgia winning. I think Michigan and TCU has a chance to be really close. I'll go 31-23 in that game. So Michigan-Georgia in a rematch of last year's uh, semifinal game. What does Kansas have to do this afternoon to stay in the game with Arkansas? 
commit to stopping the run. Uh, and that's not something they've done, you know, very well in, the, in these final few weeks uh, of the season. I mean, they went down the stretch. They were one and six at, at the back part of this season. And their defense, guys, it actually finishes at 120th in the country. And look, anybody with a pulse down the back part of this season was absolutely lambasting that defense. And, um, you know, I think it was a depth situation. I, I think that team, um, you know, the one thing that, that Lance Leipold has to do, and this is any successful program, but building depth is, you know, you, you can have some good players and they've got a lot of them, but building depth is the next part of this. I think, hey, you did in some spaces. Let's just say the running back room. I think they built some pretty good depth. At quarterback, right, having a guy like a Jason Bean behind a Jalen Daniels shows that you're building depth. But on defense, they're not quite there yet. And you look at this run they were on ever since they uh, they beat Iowa State, 38 points to TCU, 52 points to Oklahoma, 35 to Baylor. Uh, they had a nice performance against uh, Garrett Rangel in Oklahoma State, they only allowed 16, but then 43 to Tech. 55 to Texas, 47 to K-State, right? So they're on a run right now. They gave up 43, 55, then 47. It's the defense. The defense is what's going to have to come to play. Now, luckily, Arkansas, not sure how motivated they are uh, to be in, you know, it's what's been apparently freezing Memphis, right? But we know KU, it's all hands on deck. Everyone who is healthy should be playing. It sounds like Kenny Logan might be the only guy who's dealing, you know, significant uh, starter, who's dealing with maybe an injury. It sounds like he's walking around a boot. But stopping the run, or at least somewhat stopping the run, is going to be important because I think Jalen Daniels should be the guy that we remember from September after a full month off, three weeks off, rather, from the end of the regular season. So uh, I, I think we're going to like what we see from from uh, Jalen Daniels this afternoon. I think they can put up some points. Visiting with Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. Josh, uh, we talked all year uh, in depth about just how good the Big 12 conference was top to bottom. I mean, it, there was just quality opponents. There was no week off. We, we talked about it week after week after week. If, if this league struggles in, in postseason play in these bowl games, does it change your perception of the league? And does it change uh, the, the nation's writers and broadcasters' perception of this league? I think it depends. I mean, they also kind of messed up some of the bowl matchups, right? Like, the, like there is some, you know, I think she's a bowl, like putting them against putting Florida State against Oklahoma is is was kind of a joke. I mean, it's the Oklahoma team that is, you know, if you were to go match them up, like that's not the team I would go and send to play FSU, just with the way that the season went for them, right? Um, and Oklahoma State, like while it was a six and sixteen, I mean, that, that's not the same team that was playing well at the beginning of the season. It's just not the same group, right? Um, Texas, I think, is a really good chance to make good account of themselves. But how much did Baylor really care about their game? Uh, and so a lot of this is predicated off matchups. I think, look, if they squeeze out three or four wins, you know, we'll just count it as a bad year. Because the Big 12, as of late in bowl games, has actually been pretty good. So I think with their recent bowl record, they've been good. But this year, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to change too many people's perceptions of the league. I don't think it should. If they go over, I think we're going to have a different conversation. But I don't think they end up going over. And, like, even if Texas scores a big win 
against the Washington. You know, that'll be pretty impressive, and you'll be happy about that. That an eight and four Texas team was able to beat uh, a ten win Washington team. So I think there are opportunities to get enough impressive wins that we won't be lamenting too much uh, if it is a poor bowl record. Who's the quarterback for the Red Raiders tonight against Ole Miss, and, and can they get that offense moving quickly enough? Yeah, I think it's going to be Tyler Shuck. Uh, I, I think that's got to be the guy. You know, he was he was the quarterback. He was the trigger man for the end of the season when that offense was playing really well. And I think, Ward, the bigger question is, who is the quarterback next season for the Red Raiders? And uh, to me, the answer should be Tyler Shuck. I love his potential. I think a lot of people do. He did not show us enough, and he has not been healthy enough, right? If you're an NFL team, what you want with a backup quarterback is dependability. Think about a guy like a Sam Ellinger. I know he was banged up over the course of his career, but he's not being used the same way, uh, you know, that a guy, you know, uh, that he was like in, when he was in college, right? You're not going to just run him constantly the entire time. Skyward Thompson had some injury issues, but like as a personality, whatnot, dependable. And Tyler Shock feels like a dependable personality. But as a player, there's just been so much transition, whether it be transfer and injury and repeated injury, that for a guy like that, you know, with those physical skills, for him to go and make, you know, the NFL and then to be potentially effective, I mean, I think he just needs more on tape. And I'll never forget this, guys. To start last season, I was checking out our friends at Bet Online. They had the odds who they thought would be the number one pick. And this stuff is uh, odds can be different. But it was weird because Tyler Shuck was tied for the fifth best odds be the number one pick at the start of the 2021 college football season so that's the kind of talent that we're dealing with here and I, I think he's a good trigger man for that offense I just think I want to see it for one more year and I think yes definitely they can against this Ole Miss defense because I think you're questioning the motivation of Ole Miss right this is a team that played so well to start off the year kind of went into a little bit of a backslide and now they're trying to figure out okay where are we and like do they need this win pretty badly or is this season kind of a sunk cost, uh, you know, the second they started flipping up and you know, they, they lost to Mississippi State and the Egg Bowl and whatnot? Uh, what do you got coming up uh, on, the, uh, on the podcast? I think a show that a lot of you all, will, uh, a lot of people in your neck of the woods will enjoy. Today we've got the Baylor season in review coming up. What happened to Baylor? What went wrong? What were they looking to do, you know, just uh, for moving into the offseason? We talked with Drake Toll, Locked on Baylor, about that. Also, a preview of the college football playoff is coming up as well. So make sure you guys check it out, Locked on Big 12, wherever you find your podcast and also on YouTube as well. You can find us on Twitter at LOBig12, and you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Josh, as always, we appreciate it. Happy New Year, my friend. Yep, same to you guys. Talk to you next week. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, visit with you next week. 849, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Women's Basketball opens Big 12 play December 31st in the Farrell Center hosting TCU on 104.9 FM. The Baylor women open Big 12 conference play Saturday, December 31st in the Farrell Center hosting TCU. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off on 104.9 FM. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball with Sophia Young-Malcolm and Derek Smith on 104.9 FM.
Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and oh, Foundation Repair. Okay, I didn't know. Nobody said go. Tom gave me the nod. Oh, Tom nodded. Mm-hmm. Sorry, didn't hear you nod, Tom. <laughs> but you can nod your head yes to us when we give you a free estimate for foundation repair. What if I don't see them? Well, we can send somebody else. And I'm they, fired. They can say yes. Fired. I'm done. Get it taken care of. So give us a call. We'll go play with my polar bear. 254-235-4922 or fixajimmy.com. That's me. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from your friends at Agritech Animal Health. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies and take the worries out cost-effectively. That's what you get with Agritech Animal Health and Chad Spitzer and his staff. With over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to serve you with that personal feel and products that you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animal in the game. 254-883-5500. Merry Christmas from Agritech Animal Health. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.9% for 72 with 5,000 down cash rate. ATL Electric City for details. It's the holiday savings event at Richard Carr. Qualified buyers get a 2014 GMC Acadia Denali or a 2014 Buick Enclave with three roads and leather for only $224 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $238 a month. Find a dozen vehicles under $23,000 with every vehicle put through a 172-point inspection. 100% approval is always our goal. Get here now for the holiday pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Lone Star Structures. Don't miss the year-end inventory reduction sale going on now at Lone Star Structures in Lot and Temple. A fourth-quarter comeback fell short as Oklahoma State lost to Wisconsin 24-17 in the guaranteed rate bowl. Memphis topped Utah State 38-10 in the first responders bowl, and East Carolina blasted Coastal Carolina 53-29 in the Birmingham Bowl. Four more bowl games on the schedule today. Duke and Central Florida meet in the Military Bowl. Kansas takes on Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. North Carolina tangles with Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. And Texas Tech meets Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. The Baylor basketball team is on the court at the Farrell Center tonight against Nichols. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 6.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, it's 8.53. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Don't forget, John's coming up at 3 this afternoon. Matt Mosley's here at 4. And we will uh, we'll have basketball for you tonight as the Bears take on Nichols. That'll be a 6.30 pregame, a 7 o'clock tip right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, and speaking of basketball, I don't know if you guys saw this story a couple of days ago, but I thought this was a really cool story. Uh, it's, it's about UTEP's basketball coach, Joe Golding. And, and Ryan, really a neat, neat story here for, for UTEP and for Joe Golding, quite frankly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coach Golding, um, they were, I believe it was Christmas Day. I believe they were coming back from like a little trip they had with uh, family for Christmas. And when they got to the airport – 
Coach Golding and his family saw three three guys with pit bags, and they were like, so he walked up to him, and he was like, hey, what are y'all doing? Are y'all traveling? Because he knew they were playing in the Sun Bowl in well, El Paso. Well, both of them got stranded from Dallas yes. trying mm-hmm. to fly into El Paso, and that flight okay. got canceled. Yep. Okay. They weren't just hanging out at the airport. They, yeah. they were trying yeah. to get to El Paso, yeah. so he was going to rent a car. And then he saw them, and he knew they were coming because they're playing UCLA in the Sun Bowl in El Paso mm-hmm. later this week. So he's like, hey, I'll get a rental car. And they drove all of them to El Paso, the nine-hour drive. They're Be- like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what one of the players was quoted to. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> but, I mean, what a cool thing for the coach to step up and say, hey, join my family, and we'll, we'll, we'll all get out there together. Mm-hmm. And then I think they actually contacted their families to let them know, hey, we're with they Coach called Cody. First. They, they called first. He called each one of their parents to let them know and say, Hey, is this yeah. okay? Are you okay with me driving your son yeah. to El Paso? Yeah. They had a minivan that wasn't going to be big enough for those football players. So I think they got an Escalade. Didn't yeah. They, they got a, they got a big huge Escalade or yeah. no, an exp- the, the excursion, the big Ford excursion, okay. that huge thing. Yeah. yeah. And he asked the rental guy, well, what about this truck? And the guy said, well, you can't afford that. And he goes, oh, yes, I can. Give it to me. I don't care what it is. We're yeah. getting these boys to El Paso. Yeah. And they How did. cool is that? Nine, I think it's a nine-hour drive. A nine-hour like drive. Believe me, I've made it. it they, they said they stopped one time, got a little gas and coffee, and just kept <laughs> on trucking. Yeah, they what stopped. A, Pecos, what a great Texas. guy. Huh? What a great guy. Yeah, no doubt. I hope he wins every basketball game this year. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have to do that. No. And I think he went out of his way to go introduce himself to them. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. And then checked with, with family to make sure that they were cool with it and loaded them up. And, and I think they even got there before team meetings and everything yeah, started. Yeah, they, so. start, they started at 9 a.m. and they got back to El Paso at 5.30 a.m. Wow. So they got a quick little nap yeah, in. got a two-hour nap <laughs> and then went to, the, went to the team meeting like, you know, all's good. Wow. <laughs> so really a cool, awesome. cool story. That's what you want to see, and that's the cool things you like to hear about sports and what sports can bring to the table. UTEP basketball fan. Absolutely. We all are now. Mm -hmm. Go UTEP, right? That's awesome. Great story. All right. Uh, 8.56. We're four minutes away from nine. That is going to do it for us on this this Wednesday. Again, John's coming up at uh, three. We'll have Matt at four. And we're right back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Don't forget hoops tonight Mm -hmm. uh, at 7 o'clock. Big 12 win a game tonight in the bowl season? Uh, Tech wins. Really? Tech wins. Do they? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. (laughs) Jump out there. (laughs) Jump out there with you? Yeah. Ryan, do they? I think so, yes. Who wins? The Red Raiders and the Jayhawks. Oh, looky there. Looky there. 857. See you tomorrow.